Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of GORCOM in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. You can see him. He's back again. He almost needs an introduction. Bernard Turial, Chairman CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the venture under HPQ and the OTCQX uh, in the U.S. under HPQFF. For those who are new to the story, because this silicon space is starting to heat up, pardon the pun, uh, HPQ is a Canadian producer that's building a portfolio of unique, high-value, specialty silicon products needed for the renewable energy revolution, and they're doing it with two world-renowned technology partners. Now, there are a lot of people now who are trying to say they're doing the same thing. Uh, they're just talking the talk, I think. But in this case, HPQ is walking the walk because more than just lip service, they've already received their first order for spherical nanosilicon material from a major automobile manufacturer whose name has not been disclosed. And they're under NDA with at least two battery players. And it's that nanosilicon material that we're here to talk about because today's press release, HPQ Gen 1 nanosilicon reactor successfully produces first batch of nanosilicon materials. Bernard, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks. It's fun to be back. I decided to break out the summer doldrum. Yeah, that was nice because uh, God knows things have been a little quiet everywhere, and rightfully so, right? People were locked away with COVID for so long, we can finally get out. I'm glad everyone's getting out, but we're forcing them to kind of look at our faces for a few minutes here, and for good reason. I want to start off with excerpts from two of the quotes in the press release. I'm just going to take excerpts. You said HPQ mm -hmm. is more confident than ever that the PureVap NSIR will be able to deliver at scale and on demand a nano silicon for anode production. Mm -hmm. This was the breakthrough we were looking for. Peter Pascali says, words cannot adequately describe the excitement at pyrogenesis over this. So question for you. Not how just the pyro at HPQ also. What's that? Not just at pyro at HPQ uh, also. Uh, We're very excited. <laughs> Well, you should have said that in your quote, because now Peter takes credit for that. How big is this? How big is this? Because, and as you're answering this, how does this differ from the April 22nd press release? How, you know, how, how different is it when you're describing how important this is? Uh, it's massive, because in a certain way, the April 22nd press release basically said there's multiple steps or goals that we need to reach uh, on this R&D this project. Uh, and we had reached two. We had exceeded uh, expectation on both of them, but we were basically making very clear that you know we were not very satisfied with the material we were making until then. Uh, and we we knew that we had to do additional modifications and changes to the system and to the operating of it to be able to reach the point where we are now. And now that we've done them, test them, and we're making the stuff, then we're all excited. We're happy to tell our shareholders, okay, this is it. We're now making nano silicone material um that's really in demand for the for the battery areas the best example i can give it uh, give to is if you take a look at falcon x and i used to uh, i love to use that example because you know they basically have you know rocket ship that explodes part as part of their r d as well Tesla as well yeah a couple of rockets that explode so to put this in perspective uh the april 22 april 22nd press release sort of said okay we're on the right direction but our rockets still explode when they land and now we're saying we got it down it landed we're there now let's work on the next part of, of the project so it's it's 
very big. I never had any doubt we would reach the scale. That the problem with R and D is, you know, we put guideline and then you know Mother Nature's life plugs a you know something into it. Then we resolve the issue and move forward. That's that's how you do it. So it's one of those you know very very small step that is massive. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Or it's going to be another one of my crazy quotes. So it wasn't unexpected, but. No. And even in the press release, you actually make reference to the fact that you had to overcome a series of challenges. I guess those were your eight crash landings, but now you're here. <laughs> yes, yes. It's and I I, I try to convey in the, in the previous press release that you know those crashes, the, the, those tests, um, taught us something. You know, showed us something that makes our process so unique because we're able to deal with it and also explain to us why what we're attempting to do um, is not going to be easy to re replicate. Well, you can't really replicate because we sort of have a patent on our process, but we've discovered um, through our work that although the nirvana for the people in the battery industry is to be able to say, I want to use, you know, uh, silicone metal, uh, SI metallurgy grade because it's cheap. Okay. The reality is you cannot use what is called traditional silicone metal. Um, the lowest purity you can use to do it is probably 4N for different type of reason. Um, but 4N manufacturing, other than our PureVap QRR process, doesn't exist. So you have to go to uh, polysilicone, which is solar-grade silicone metal or electronic-grade silicone metal, or you use... Um, uh, Silane gas, which is an offshoot of solar production. So it's a very expensive feedstock. And at the same time, as battery demands about to go through the roof, solar demands going through the roof. So all those people that thought we could use cheap solar material, because it wasn't, it was relatively cheap not long ago, uh, that, has, that ballpark has completely changed. That dynamic has changed. We haven't changed our focus. Our focus is low cost because we're vertically integrated. Uh, we make ourselves the 4N and we make ourselves the, the nanomaterial, then we're very well positioned. So for us, it is just telling the market, telling our shareholders, hey guys, um, you know, don't get distracted by the noise. The fact is we're advancing. We know where we're going. We're, we've reached this milestone. There'll be other milestones coming in. When is it going to come? That's the fun part of this R&D. You know, it's like it's, it wasn't there before. It's here now. Uh, what's going to be the next one? I don't know when, but there's going to be next one. Once Elon there's Musk additional Musk rocket going to be launched. That's for sure. Well, I, I was about to ask you that. And I want to reference something you said in the press release. So, you know, once, mm -hmm. once Elon Musk finally, you know, and, and his team successfully were able to land Falcon X vertically, they were then ready for takeoff. Uh, in the next steps of this press release, you talk about two parts. One is sending samples to the INRS for third-party uh, evaluation and, I guess, validation. What I want to talk mm -hmm. about is the second part of your next steps. Quote, mm -hmm. after which subsequent batches, so this is after the, the sample sent to the INRS, after that, mm -hmm. subsequent batches will be delivered to the awaiting automobile manufacturers and I'm putting emphasis on the fact that that's plural, and I'm sure a lot of other people picked up on that, plus numerous other entities that have demonstrated interest in receiving samples. 
I know you can't be super specific, but I have mm -hmm. to ask because I can feel everyone who read the press release is, is going to ask the same thing. Can you expand on what you mean by awaiting automobile, automobile manufacturers? Because we know you have an order from one, a pre-order. Why the plural? Because I have no doubt they're going to be. I have, I have because there's more than one that has approached us and we want to talk about it. The reality is we know what we're doing. Uh, the four end material um, is, is key. Okay, it's it's becoming key. We, we we had an inkling of that, but suddenly in the last, I would say in the last two, three months, I've been getting more and more approach from different side of the industry um, asking me for one for end. So it's puts me sort of in an awkward position because it's it's all it all it, the discussion always goes, okay, send us samples for us to take a look at it. And I'm still like, well, I'm not we're not just there. Sorry, our, our, our ship was still exploded in the landing. You can't really say that. But but they the guys, the people I talk to, they understand what we're trying to do. Because the key point is once they understand what we are trying to achieve, they're saying, Okay, we'll let you achieve those goals. But you know, once you once you start making it, you know, remember us. So that's really um that's really the way it's going. And I've been surprised uh, by the approach because I'm not very, very, you know, I wasn't too talkative because uh, just like, you know, my investors, the, those guys are going to demand samples. And we have the entire spectrum of different type of technology looking at it from, you know, solid state lithium batteries to completely other type of materials to like it's the complete gantlet is looking at what we're doing. So, you know, I'm hoping now that we've, you know, we're, we're starting that, that process forward, that I'll be in a position to, to start, you know, sending materials for, for, for that. But I'm going to wait till we get the INRS to get it down because our material is going to continuously improve. That we know. But what we know is that the, the segment of the market we're looking at, okay, is the segment of making the silicone that will be used by other end users to make the silicone for anode material. So that's really the spectrum. And we're really alone in this space in the sense that other people, some other big companies do make that type of materials, but they basically said, this is our material, okay? Our philosophy is gonna be say, okay, you want this for your recipe, we can do that. Our system has that flexibility. Um, so it might take us a bit longer in the R&D part, but at the end, we're going to be much better positioned because, you know, I, I have I have a good feeling of where the, the industry is going. First of all, the reality is if by 2030, everybody has to have an electric car. Where the heck are they going to get the battery material stuff? Okay. So, you know, if you want to do it, you got to increase the, the you got to increase the quantity of silicone. So if there's 20 companies that are developing silicone and old material okay that means there's 20 clients going to be asking oh where do we get the silicone because i had this discussion one with a client oh yeah we just we invented a great process then we started to, to search for silicone says it's uneconomical because we can't get the material so it's 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 a dichotomy we found the sweet spot which is making the silicone for all these people at a price that they're willing to pay which is close around to what graphite is costing in a sense if you had the added efficiency and by us just focusing on that market, you know, it's it's going to be massive. And if we're talking about the number of cars we're talking about, the demand for silicone is going to go through the roof. And right now, people are making the same errors that they did in the solar business, which is demand is massive. I got to rush to generate revenue, so they take the worst technology to do it. Okay, 
just they can generate revenue quickly, okay? But they're gonna destroy value. We're thinking the philosophy is demand is gonna go through the roof. The end clients have about, you know, aren't always gonna look for ways of getting their, their raw material cheaper. So once you understand that your client is always gonna be looking for something cheaper, that, that once you understand that's the dynamic of it, you realize there's an incredible business opportunity if from the beginning you understand that. And this is what we do. So we're not rushing to be first to market, we're just rushing to be the first with the value proposition that the end buyer is gonna be looking for. And, and that's that, a big difference. Is that philosophy paying off? Because in that quote, you said awaiting automobile manufacturers. And I think you said that you have been contacted by other ones, plus numerous other entities that have de de demonstrated interest in receiving samples. So is that philosophy paying off? Because is are these numerous other entities and awaiting automobile manufacturers recognizing that you guys are doing the Peter Pascali slow, smooth, smooth is fast? Uh, it's basically that all these manufacturers have an issue. They need the material, but nobody can do it. That's literally the problem. Okay. I'm not, I haven't yet gone to one of those battery shows to say, this is what we're doing. Okay. These are people that are Googling and finding out what we're doing out of our press release, maybe out of these interviews. All right. These are people that are definitely looking and searching, trying to say, okay, this is a company that's starting to do something to resolve our issues. They're guys that are more like further in, in the value chain and they're realizing, oh, we have a problem there. Uh, or they foresee a problem coming and say, how do we resolve this? They foresee additional demands for different types of materials that are going to be used in a battery space and, and all in multiple types of space. So it, it, it's like the QRR. The QRR was designed to convert quartz into high purity silicone for solar but it's now perfectly positioned. I had a discussion with somebody in the industry many years ago and I said, oh, there's no demand for 4M. And I was having another discussion with somebody else in the industry not long ago. And he said, Bernard, you were right. There is going to be a massive demand for 4M. So, you know, it's we're going in the right direction. We're doing the right step. We're creating value in the sense that we have an incredible series of different assets that are being developed. Okay, HPQ uh, is more than, than just one story okay we have the qrr technology in itself is an exciting one where there's a demand for foreign coming in we then have the capacity to convert that into nanoparticles for 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 uh battery space and other application and we also have parallel to that a, a an application where we take quartz to make it in fume silica i realize that it may seem complicated and i have i've, I've noticed that People have a tendency to mix, mix them, mixing the both system. So the QR yeah. is an independent system. The nano system is an independent react system. And the fume silica is an independent system. Um, the QRR will be used as feedstock for the nano reactor, but not having the QRR operational doesn't slow down any part of the research that we're doing in a nano reactor. Uh, I'm just going to speed up the commercialization once we have both of them moving. ETAs, I know you can't give. And we don't ask for specific timelines, but even if I give them, I keep all, missing them. So it's like, why do why do I bother? I'm, well, it's, at least well, let's give you know, let's give all the, all the big fans, you know, the 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 shareholders who aren't so nitpicky. At least I'm hoping we can try and give them a ballpark. So ballpark, what should investors expect for when the samples would be sent to the next samples would be sent to INRS ballpark? Is that a a one? Oh, month you know what? That probably won't thing? like. Ball, ball, ballpark it could be like tomorrow or it could be like next week it'll be it'll, it'll be it'll be an un, 
okay, now that basically now that we know that rocket can land, okay, now we can take make it take off and land to work on, on, on all the stuff. Of course, it's much smaller than rocket, so it doesn't require that much, but you understand of course. where we are. So now we're more focused on improving the quality of the material that we're producing. Um, you know, because we know we can make yield, we, we can make the size, and, and it's just like we're just going to play around with a few parameters to, to try pushing the system and get, getting moving forward. As I said, then now that we've reached a step, also we can now start the engineering design of the you know the mini pilot plant, um, the Gen Two, which is sort of proof of commercialization pilot plant, and and that's where we are. And what would that ETA look like? Because there's three, there are a couple of ETAs. One is okay, what what you get to the INRS, how long that'll take for them to do their third party valuation, and when you might be ready to those for quote those subsequent batches to be delivered to awaiting automotive manufacturers could that be done uh do you expect this to be done in this quarter next quarter ballpark um george is going to be as soon as possible but it's you know it's it, it it's going to be as soon as possible as, as soon as as um uh as soon as we've done, you know, it, it, it could, it could be like, it could be in, in the next two months, we do this. It could be in the next three weeks. It could be in, in the next quarter. So it's impossible for me to, to sit down the timeline. Now, now that we yeah, know that actually, we, that's good enough. Cause that gives a general idea. Yeah. That gives a general idea that this basically, is basically I'll just say this. If people want to, you know, people want to play a game of, of, of wait and see, they can do it, but I just, the beauty of it is, you know, it, it can happen anytime. All right. All right. So and, I, and, and I know I said that before, but for me, the first anytime was this one. And the second one is going to be, uh, is going to be the other stuff. Gen two, when do you think, I mean, you're just commencing the engineering designs. Uh, Gen two, I'll, I'll come up with a new timeline later on. It's like Gen two is a, Right now, I'm focusing on Gen 1, making the sample. We're going to do the design of it. We'll come forward in, into it. It's going to be the QRR is going to be started, the nanoreactor. And in between of that, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work, uh, squish the, the timeline. At this stage, we're just, you know, we, we've just resolved all the R&D. Well, I would say like 90% of the R&D with the Gen 1. So, so it's going to be the design part. It's, it's a question of, you know, design should be that long. Uh, you know, and then it's going to be procurement of the material and building it. So. Bottom line, I guess the most important thing, mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to word your mouth, but from what I'm hearing, the most important thing here is you've now learned, you've, you've now successfully landed the Falcon X. You've done it. You've gotten over that. Now it's just a case of planning how to get to Mars. Yeah. That's 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 about it. But just the moon, we'll, 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 we'll basically shoot with the moon first and then we'll go to Mars. Right. So that so this is a major milestone. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it 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 is a major milestone. It's sort of been a uh, it's like I never had any doubt that we reached this moment, but you know, it's like you tell you tell investors it's going great, but it, you know it's going great because you know it's advancing, but just like okay, I'd like to be be able to at least reach this milestone because as Peter said, the pressure goes now because okay, we've done it. Now now we know, now it's working the way we'd like to. Now we just got to fine tune and improve it. Okay. That's just the way it is. For for years, you would uh, as you went through, you know, milestones. It's amazing where we are today. 
But as you went through milestones all along the way, you talk about de-risking, de-risking, de-risking. Mm -hmm. Is this also a significant, another significant de-risking milestone? Um, yes. It, no, it, it, every milestone we reach, do you de-risk the project? You know, it's like it's, you know, uh, it's like you, between saying I can do this and doing this, there's, there's always a gap. So now we've done it. So, you know, of course we de-risk the project. Uh, will we de-risk it more? Of course, every step we move forward, that's the goal. You de-risk the project moving forward and you go to commercial and it, you, you deal with the other issues. So no, it's, I think the company, I think HPQ is a much more de-risk company now because we have multiple, we have at least three very good, you know, um, projects, product lines uh, that each have multi-billion dollar end market that we're looking at. And in each of those markets, we're developing a game-changing technology. Um, and I think that hasn't cued in to people. It's like, it's not just one technology. A lot of companies um, sure. that try this space um, have one process that they're trying to do if it works. Uh, uh, so a lot of people entering the silicone industry saying, okay, I have this great process to uncarbonate silicone to make better batteries. Okay, that's good, but it's just that project. Okay, so if a new technology comes in, um, then that might change. In our case, we're working on incarbonating material. We've, we've, we've done some tests. We've, we've played around, fiddle around the results. And for us, it's sort of like a sort of a sideline of research. For them, it's the key point of it. Um, so that's, that's where we de-risk the company. It's definitely not, I mean, we're not all into one thing. De-risking does mean, though, I want to play devil's advocate here, that there's still risk. So yeah. what, what would you like to tell shareholders about what risk outside of execution? Obviously, that's always a risk for everybody. But are there other risks that are still are still there? And one I'd like to address specifically, because you may have you may be addressing other ones, is you've kind of mentioned a couple of times competition. And I'm saying that with air quotes, competition, mm -hmm. because you know, Georgecom Silicon is, you know, we've seen these start to pop up now where Georgecom Silicon is trying to tell the world they're going to produce silicon to overcome this yeah um, ex marijuana so company now becoming silicon company any other risks that shareholders should be aware of that you guys are still dealing with no it's it's, it's you know it's an interesting question i don't like it, there's always a technology risk that somebody comes out of left field with a new system but sure. you know uh, when we were in the solar industry, uh, you know, that was the point everybody kept throwing at me at the end. It wasn't that. It's just, it's just the fact that the, you know, it's, it's just the fact the Chinese killed the entire um, uh, industry. Yeah, the economics. Moved, moved, the moved, economics. moved it to China of the economics because people were not looking at the, the, the environmental behind this. So, of course, if you build a plant in a place where you don't really care about environmental rules, you can have a cheaper product. Now, that is changing. I think there was an article in the Wall Street Journal, which basically, you know, was talking about this. Uh, that's changing with ESG. That's changing with the rule. That, so that's going to bring back a more level field. Um, I think there was an article a few days ago in the, in the Wall, Street, um, Wall Street Journal, which basically, if you read it, in 2018, that's what we were saying we were trying to do, but nobody was listening to, 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 to what we're saying. Now people are going to come back and listen. That, that's another completely other side business we can take a look at uh, because our 4N four, our material is a metallurgic pathway to become solar. Like, I don't even talk too much about it, but that's, that's big. And we were 
We had foreseen that issue in 2018. We had announced it. It's just that the market was not responding to it. Now the market's responding much more to the battery space, but those are all massive markets. But risks so, outside of technology. I, 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 see, I don't see risk. I see opportunities that we don't understand. That, that's really what it is because a risk is an opportunity you have to deal with. That, that, that is how it is. If you think about it, you know, the risk was uh, the risk was the Chinese for the industry, but we develop our technology and here we have all the opportunities that came out of it. So I would say, you know, there are operational risks like in every project, but I would say, you know, big metaphysical risk. I don't see silicone as a material, SI, basically not being used. And if we just look at the application needed for silicones, that was my last, attempt at playing the language. Last question for you. It seems like well, here we are, beginning of August. It seems like this last few months, you know, last part of Q3 and Q4 are going to be are accelerating. You're, you're going to be accelerating. You've got the pure VAP, you know, the QRR that's scheduled to be commissioned in Q4. You've got now the HPQ Gen 1 that's going to be going off to samples, going off to research, going off to potential customers. And you've got commencing engineering for, for Gen 2 of the NSIR. So should, expect, should the industry, should investors expect you to be, you and Power Genesis to significantly accelerate uh, activities now? Because it seems like there's going to be a lot more going on and Basically, I, th I think it's going to be the perception of it. I think I wrote it to, to a few investors. It's not because, you know, the water is seems still that nothing is happening underneath. You know, it's like we, we there's a there's a lot of things moving. Uh, I think what's going to happening happen between now and the end of the year and next year is that it's going to become much more visible that each one of the product line we're developing you know, could sustain an HPQ that a market cap that we have now by itself as a standalone. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's going to become a much bigger reality next year. And that's going to be, you know, for, for, for us, HPQ is going to be managing that growth. That's a big issue, but it's going to be managing that growth. Well, I'll end off by going back to the quotes where you say, you know, the HPQ Nano team is now more confident than ever in the ability to deliver at scale. Um, and Peter Pascali's excerpt words cannot adequately describe the excitement of Power Genesis. Seems like today's a, a great day for, uh, for HBQ and for Pyro. Uh, but I'll leave last words to you on how you're feeling with this news now out to the public. Oh, I feel much better because it's because people keep asking me, are we ever going to make sample? Is it ever, are we ever going to do like I, I I got all these, these type of combination and, you know, until I issue presses, I can't really see anything. So I'm happy it's out now. I can see it. It's just, it's just, I understand shareholders get nervous when it takes time. I understand that, but you know, it's this, this is not the first time we're doing this and, and you know, the work we've done in the QRR, the work we're doing now, we're following a, a pretty well-established developing strategy. Um, and we have a very long-term vision of how to succeed and we're, de we're deploying it. So um, I'm happy now that, you know, I, I could share this good news with all investors and we'll move on from there. Bernard, congratulations to you, 
the team at HBQ, the team at Pyro, uh, and looking forward to having you back. Um, you know, if try and take try and take a little time off here in the summer, but if you got more news for us, we'll be ready for you. Yeah, maybe we should be. All right. For everybody at home, uh, thanks for joining us. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Bernard Turion, Chairman, CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the venture under HPQ and on the OTCQX under HPQFF. You got to do your due diligence, head to their profile on the Gorecom because we know this is a not, it's a, the double-edged sword here is it's a brand, they're creating brand new materials for a brand new industry. So that's great. But that also means it's more difficult for new investors, for new investors to wrap their minds around. So we got a great overview there. But then head over and you can see it right above Bernard to hpqsilicon.com to do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.